0: My name is Michelle and welcome to RomCom Weekly. Today, my friend Vivian is back on the podcast and we're talking about the movie Never Been Kissed. Hi, Viv. Hi. How's it going? Good. Long time no no see. I know. <laughs> Thank you again for doing this. I'm so appreciative of your time and of course. you know being able to talk with you about this. So before we get into it, a few things about this movie. Never Been Kissed was released in April of 1999. It's directed by Raja Gosnell, written by Abby Cohn and Mark Silverstein. It stars Drew Barrymore, Michael Vartan, David Arquette, Molly Shannon, and John C. Riley. The IMDb.com summary is, A newspaper reporter enrolls in high school as part of research for a story. It has a 6.1 on IMDb, and it made around $84 million at the box office. All right, Viv, we'll start with you. What are you rating this movie on a scale from 1 to 10? I gave this one a solid 7. 7, all right. I kind of waffled a little bit. I gave this actually an 8 to an 8.5, which is a little bit high. So I think we'll see. This movie <laughs> means a lot to hot. me.
1: It yeah. is high, no,
0: right? I,
1: I was between a 6 and an 8, and I was like, well... Mm. The in between is a seven, but I I, I can see myself changing my um, my rating potentially by the end of this.
0: Okay, all right, well let's see how this goes. Um, nineteen ninety nine, we were we were in high school, right? Yeah, freshman. We were in high school. So, what is your relationship with this movie? Um, so
1: I I think I love this movie because I love Drew Barrymore. I also think, like, right around this time, she came out, you know, she was in The Wedding Singer, she was in Ever After.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't
1: know, would you say that there were similar roles? I just, I think she's lovable. I think she's, you know, I think she kind of gets made fun of for, like, speaking a certain way in her movies, (laughs) but I just think she's lovable, likable, relatable. And I also think right around this time, you know, I know you and I and Jess discussed Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. But I think Mm -hmm. like it was right around this time that I was sort of watching these movies. And maybe these movies sort of define how I saw relationships and how I came to define love.
0: Yeah. And so I have a very close, I would say, intimate relationship with the film. Yeah, same. We were very, very young teenagers. And when you start to watch certain things at that age... It definitely becomes ingrained in your brain. It helps shape this idea of what life could be like, Mm -hmm. which sounds so dramatic, but I think that's totally true. But similar to you, Drew Barrymore is amazing. I think this movie is what kind of kickstarted my love for her. I I think similar to you, it was just so formative. You know, 1999, I'll speak for myself, I had never been in a serious relationship at that point. And so when you start to see these things on film, you're like, oh, this is what love is. And this is what love could be like. So then you kind of start thinking about it and you kind of start maybe waiting for those moments in your own life to start emulating the movies that you see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that this was maybe what high school was going to be like. And, you know, it wasn't. My high school experience was not like (laughs) this, but it really kind of brainwashes you into thinking that it will be like this. Yeah. Totally.
1: I also think, like, she's – she somewhat plays an innocent role in this movie and Wedding Singer and Ever After. hmm And I wonder if that, like – I mean, this is going to sound really dramatic, but, like, I kind of saw myself as, you know, in Drew a little bit. Mm. She's the quiet one that – yeah, she just – she plays this, like, very – innocent unassuming she's not a malicious character and like Mm -hmm. you know things happen to her throughout and i don't know you sort of like kind of identify with her a little bit in these movies
0: yeah i totally hear you she's a little bit more down to earth i would say she's not like this Mm -hmm. mean girl and she's not this promiscuous girl which are things that you know you and i were pretty we were good girls growing up So maybe that's why we identify with her, that she's kind of like silly and, you know, I'd love to be friends with her. Yeah, same. So beyond all those things, how this movie was quite formative for both of us, what are some things you love about this movie?
1: Um, I liked Josie Geller. I'm also Josie Grossi. I like Josie's (laughs) character. I think she just has like, she has a couple of lines that like make me laugh out loud every time. You know, I also love the relationship she has with her brother, Rob, who, mm-hmm. like, really ignited things and, like, kind of turned her reputation around in high school. Yeah. Whether that was realistic or not, like, I just think anytime I see a sibling relationship reflected on the screen, I'm like, oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are a couple of things. And then you mentioned, you know, Michael Varton. I had such a huge crush on him when this came out. <laughs> Uh, i thought he was such a gentleman so charming (laughs) and i didn't even watch um didn't he get didn't he make it big in alias
0: yeah i i also i think maybe watched one season of alias but pretty sure he was a main character on alias yeah (laughs) but this is i think the only movie that i really fell in love you know i've seen of him a lot he's in this uh j-lo movie monster in law have you seen that one
1: Oh, he he is. You're right. Yeah, I did. I don't know. He's just he was like especially charming in this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe I should have also opened with that this movie is quite problematic and I, you know, <sighs> I acknowledge that for sure. Like student teacher relationships, very inappropriate. Mm-hmm. However, that said, Michael Barton is one of my favorite parts of this film. He is charming and really sweet. And while it is a very cringeworthy plot, I never felt dirty by it. Yeah. Yeah, he's not creepy, he's not.
1: And he says things that are very endearing. Like you can tell that him and Josie's character are very like very much on the same wavelength. Mhm. And I mean, and they're probably around
0: the same age too, but
1: yeah, I never got the like that's disgusting, like how dare he kind of yeah. thoughts
0: running through my head. Yeah. I definitely saw it more now, like watching it as an adult. But like when this movie came out in 1999, I wasn't, I don't think I was thinking about that too much, but yeah, when you revisit this, you're like, oh yeah, this is wildly inappropriate. This movie would definitely not be made today. However, I think because the characters are so likable and lovable, you're just like, okay, I I guess, I guess this is how it is and I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah. The movie puts a very like lighthearted spin on yeah, like you kind of root for them to, to get together at the end.
0: Yeah, and the fact is like, I mean, it's inappropriate, but we all know that Josie is, I think she's 25 years old in this movie. So mm-hmm. she's older than she appears. So that's why I think the gross factor isn't so bad. Wait, are you saying she was older when she filmed this? No, like the her, Josie, the character, is 25 oh uh, oh and we know that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we know she's Got not it. whatever 17 or 18 yeah. years old in this movie yeah gotcha
1: um wait random tangent yeah did you ever have a crush on a male teacher in high school oh my um because i can think of one.
0: <laughs> oh really
1: <laughs> i, mean, I think michelle i can think of one that you <laughs> specifically liked i did yeah <laughs> Do you remember my physics teacher?
0: Your physics teacher? He was really young.
1: In fact, I think he got got fired later.
0: Oh no, I have no memory of this.
1: He was like, must have been right out of teaching school. Right out of college. He was very young. He was like very mild-mannered, very quiet. And like had this like really neat haircut. And he was like kind of dorky but also kind of endearing anyways sorry i don't want to derail us completely (laughs) but i remember being like
0: oh yeah he's cute and you said that i liked him i remember you were crushing on him oh my goodness wow i literally have no memory of this and i'm kind of embarrassed (laughs) i guess because he wasn't my teacher i don't remember him yeah maybe but I'm trying to remember of the teachers I had, and I don't think I was interested slash attracted <sighs> to any of them. Yeah, which is a good yeah. thing. He's the only one that was like young. Everyone else was like, "Oh man!" Now I want to thumb through and- my yearbook <laughs> <laughs> to see who this teacher is. Okay, well, okay, I, I'm sh- I'm starting to remember. There was, I think, maybe like a lacrosse coach. Maybe he taught physics or maybe he taught something because, you know, teachers have dual, resp- multiple responsibilities in school. Like, mm-hmm. they teach and they also coach something. But I think there was, like, a young coach that I was like, he's really cute. He can't be that old. Like, he probably just graduated college slash teaching mm-hmm. school. And I don't remember his name or anything or what he looked like. But I just remember being like, oh, yeah, a young teacher. That doesn't happen that often. Yeah. I don't remember a lacrosse teacher. Maybe he was football. I don't remember. I do
1: remember a football coach that subbed (laughs) part-time or
0: something. Okay.
1: I remembered like, the stupidest shit. I need to, to, like, erase my brain of these details.
0: So funny. I remember the most random and stupid shit, too, ever. Why is it taking up space in my brain? I'll never know. (sighs) But, yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Anyways, Were you attracted to any teachers? I think he was the only one.
1: Okay. I, and I also was a senior and I was like, school was important, but I wasn't as like studious. And anyways, he was like very approachable and like younger than like the rest of our teachers at, um, in high school. So mm-hmm. I think it was right around the time, um, the school incorporated like instant messenger. Like you could instant message your like teacher and ask them questions. Like he just, he was very approachable. And like, he talked to us like if that relationship between student and teacher wasn't as like clearly defined with him and maybe that's mm. why I was like, oh, he's young and he's okay looking and yeah, he's like kind of like one of us. I guess that is a little inappropriate, but.
0: I mean, I think it happens. People fantasize mm-hmm. about their teachers, but it's definitely the teacher who's like, yeah, no.
1: Yeah, you gotta put your foot down.
0: Yeah, he's he or she is the person in authority and ultimately probably the one to blame if something were to go wrong. Yeah. Oh man, interesting. Okay, next time I'm at my parents' house, I'm going to look at my yearbook and I'm going to look this up. <laughs> I'm so intrigued by this. I'll follow up with you on this. Okay. Uh, let me think. Some other things I like about this movie. I got a shout out, again, Chicago, which oh yeah, it's such a small part of this movie, but yeah, Josie is a copy editor for the Chicago Sun-Times. It's not exactly like a love letter to the city, but I appreciated the nod. Mm-hmm. And... I think one thing about this movie, which is not true for a lot of rom-coms, but this one I feel has a lot of heart. It's legitimately funny. And it wasn't, I found, to be over-the-top cheesy. And I was thinking about these three things. I was like, oh, that's interesting that I thought that because sometimes I really like the -the over-the-top cheesiness and but I think for a rom-com, this is the true definition of a rom-com. Because there's some rom-coms out there that are just, like, not funny at all. But this one I thought had a good balance of comedy and heart. Yeah, I think this one was definitely a strong rom-com. I think Never Been Kissed is definitely one of the most quintessential 90s rom-coms. Totally. Me too. There's, like, a couple in my mind and this is one of them. Yeah, same. Um, not necessarily one of the things I liked about this movie, but I thought I would point this out, is that this movie kind of gave me Mean Girls vibes. Oh, I can see that. There's literally, like, a group of Mean Girls, which I thought was hilarious that the girls are named Kristen, Kirsten, and Gibby. Like, <laughs> the writers kind of had fun with that, I thought. Mm-hmm. They make up words in both movies. Fetch, in Mean Girls, and this movie, Rufus.
1: Oh yeah. Didn't even think about that.
0: So those are the biggest two things I kind of found connected to the two movies. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts on the soundtrack. Is it fire as you say? (laughs) Uh, You know, this is out of all the podcasts that we have discussed. I think
1: this is the first, I actually went on Spotify and listened to all the songs again. This is probably the first rom-com where I didn't care for the music. Really? Yeah. I think, So there's, like, a whole, like, reggae scene. Yeah. I don't love reggae. I mean, the songs are very forgettable. (laughs) Like, they just don't make an impression on me. But, like, if you put it together, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the Never Been Kissed soundtrack.
0: Mm. I think
1: the one song I do love
0: is the Beach Boys song at the end. It's, like, very iconically Never Been Kissed. Yes, agree. I'm a little shocked. I actually have this as one of the things I really like about this movie is that I like the soundtrack. I think to your point, when you hear the songs in sequence, you can clearly identify that this soundtrack mm. is never been kissed. But I was looking at the song list. There's Cardigans, which I really like that song. I think it's the song that Guy, the prom date Guy and Josie danced to for their first dance as prom king and queen. Mm-hmm. there's jimmy eat world beach boys as you said madonna's in there for one of the flashbacks and there's the smiths in here i think because there are flashbacks there's a weird like 80s vibe to it too in terms of mm-hmm. the soundtrack so i mm-hmm. i kind of liked the the combination of both of them
1: yeah i think you know jimmy eat world like these are all really classic 90s bands i don't know i guess i just like There are other rom-coms I would gravitate towards if I were to select a playlist.
0: Yeah, fair. 13 Going on 30 is your top, you'd say? Oh, yeah. That one's so good. Or My Best Friend's Wedding. That one takes the top. Got it. Yeah, Yeah. that soundtrack has a little bit more like uh, oldies vibes. Yeah. Yeah, that one is probably my favorite. Yeah. Gotcha. Classic. Classic soundtrack. Okay, so what are some things you don't like about this movie? So, on the topic
1: of, like, the mean girls and, like, you know, the po- there's a group of popular girls, I think, like, thematically, I don't like how this movie, and, like, this is a common trope in a lot of movies, but, like, popularity equals being liked and mm. being successful in, in, like, making it in high school. And, I, I mean, everyone knows that that's not necessarily true, but, like it's entertaining to watch. And like, it's also, I guess, partially true. Like, I don't know, there is an element of like, if you want to be, if you want to be well liked, you have to be popular. Mm. I guess I, I didn't like that, because I think it it reinforces you wanting to become someone else. But I think, in this case, Josie, I get, you know, she has that, Friend, the like really nerdy friend who takes
0: her in, mm-hmm. Aldis, which is such an unusual name. Yeah, how do you how do you say it? Aldis. Aldis by uh, she's played by Lily Sobieski.
1: Yeah, and I never remember Lily Sobieski had like one or two movies after this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I think like Josie sort of became she did become a different person, not wildly so, but I just I don't know. I think
0: like. Mm that was a theme that i just didn't generally like gotcha that's an interesting point i think popularity in high school means something totally different than maybe what it might mean when you're an adult so mm. as you were talking i started thinking a little about a little bit about popularity in high school and i think it definitely doesn't mean success in life necessarily but i actually just quickly wrote down that i think when you're in high school like middle school high school you're popular because you're probably a good-looking person. I think the physical looks has a lot to do with who's popular and who's not.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that maybe continues into like adulthood in the sense that, like, oh, really good-looking people can kind of get away with things in life. If you put, let's say for the sake of argument, two women side by side and one's really attractive and one is not as attractive, but maybe everything else is the same, like they're smarts, they're, I don't know, likeability and Mm
1: -hmm. friendliness
0: and kindness are all the same i bet you the good-looking person is going to be the one to quote-unquote succeed more in life yeah i think that's like the dark part of just going through school yeah and i think it's such a trope but i mean in our high school experience i think the good-looking people were the popular ones yeah probably right and Mm -hmm. generally speaking yeah yeah generally speaking yeah, but
1: I agree. And it doesn't necessarily equate to like success later in life. In fact, I think there's like been articles that have been written about, like the people that weren't popular in high school are actually the ones that have kind of like climbed like the corporate ladder faster because they're they like work hard. And mm-hmm. that's also another generalization. But I think I read that.
0: Yeah, there's so many generalizations I can think of, too. It's like, beautiful people sometimes don't have a personality because all they can bank on is their good looks. So they don't have to have an opinion on things or have interesting thoughts. Mm -hmm. But yeah, popularity, this movie, I think also drove what I thought popularity in high school meant. Yeah. Same. But to be honest with you, there's not a whole lot I didn't like about this movie, which is why I think I just ultimately rated it as high as I did. Mm -hmm. Besides the problematic general plot of the movie besides that, I thought this movie was really fun to rewatch. I kind of just reverted back to my young person self and kind of found myself not taking as many notes while watching the movie because I was just immersed into the movie. I was like, this is so fun and such an escape. I kind of weirdly missed this time, but yeah, not a whole lot for me, which is surprising, I think.
1: Yeah. I think to add to what I mentioned earlier, like I didn't have a huge problem with the theme of like popularity. I just it was like mm. one thing that I'm like, eh. I know that's yeah. generally not not something I would want to see. But I agree. I watched it and I was like, I just want to enjoy this movie because I <laughs> do enjoy the movie. I don't necessarily want to take notes. And I think I I also have watched it so many times that I probably like this is probably one movie I didn't need to watch again. Yeah, because I I'm just so familiar with like. I could have my back to the TV and like remember, you know, if someone
0: said a line, like remember exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Totally. Same. I, I watch this on DVD because I do own this on DVD. Love it. And there are no bonus features on the DVD, which I was so bummed about. Oh. Maybe I have like a, yeah, I don't know, maybe there is a version DVD out there that has all these bonus hmm. features, but none for me. I think it's streaming on Hulu right now, though. That is a little surprising. Yeah, that's what
1: I watched it on. I also have the DVD, but I um I watched it from um, my place. So yeah. yeah, watched it on Hulu. Yeah, that is a little surprising because especially
0: in that era, like DVDs went ham on like yeah. papers and like alternate scenes. Yeah, that's like why one would buy a DVD is to get all those like special <laughs> features that you can't just get from watching the movie itself. Yeah, exactly. So we talked about popularity a little bit and that general theme but did you take away any other themes in this movie um you know on the
1: topic of like this movie being one of the formulative movies of like what high school life is like i think prom was also Mm -hmm. hyped up to be this like oh my gosh this is like the pinnacle of your high school career Mm -hmm. is going you know going to prom having a date to go with Fitting in, being accepted, finding your your niche in high school—I think all of that, whether you acknowledge it or, or not—I'm sure people experience one way or another.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, to your earlier point of like, there's nothing in the movie that you really like made you cringe or that you didn't like. Like, I didn't think the hazing even was that bad. Mm. The bullying could have been a lot worse. I, it was a very—I felt like it was very lighthearted throughout.
0: Yeah, I will say, though, the flashback hazing, that was tough. The Oh, of her? Of what she went through? Of being egged by yeah Billy Prince. That was, like, devastating to watch. I can't believe someone would do that to another human. Yeah, I forgot about that. But besides that, I agree with you. <sighs> Prom, I think, like, as I mentioned, we were just entering high school at this time. So Mm -hmm. had no prom experience and everything that we knew about prom was through movies. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, it's like this ultimate climactic event that happens in high school. And you're like, so many of these high school films feature and surround prom. Yeah, if I could go back in time and tell my young self about prom, it's just like, relax. It's not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to mean everything. It's just so ridiculous how overhyped prom can be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, one of the themes I took away is this idea of second chances and how Josie gets to relive her high school experience. Oh, yeah. You know, she when she goes back to high school, she kind of reverts to her old self and previous self by joining the denominators and stuff like that. <laughs> but... Oh, yeah. That's another similarity with Mean Girls. <laughs> I just yeah, noticed. yeah. The, oh, you're right. Mathletes. That's a good call out. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I I think it's hard to, if you're given a second chance, it's hard to maybe be a totally different person. Maybe we are who we are and mm -hmm, it just unfolds differently based on the people you're around and stuff like that. And I think I asked you this when we talked 13 going on 30, but if given the chance, would you want to redo maybe your senior year in high school again? I think I would. Did I say yes? When you asked me before? I think I asked in a different form. I think I asked, I could be wrong, if you would go back to high school or college. I think that's how I phrased the question. Well, let's say if you were given the option to go back to relive your senior year.
1: I think I would. I think I would. Do you remember that vitamin C graduation song that came out when we graduated? (laughs) Yes. I, I remember listening to that on the radio and being like, just wanting to savor every minute of high school again. And I you and I were not the popular kids. I Mm -hmm. didn't even like have that many friends, but like high school was such an awesome experience in that like, I felt like this was a period of my life that I would never get back again and Mm -hmm. holding on to that nostalgia, I think I I knew like after graduation there was a really high chance that we would never see people again. Mm -hmm. And so I think (laughs) a lot of this is informed by rom-coms that I had watched up until that point but Yeah, I think there was a part of me that was like, I I don't care about the stereotypes. I like kind of bought into the idea of like, yeah, so what if there are stereotypes? I still had a high school experience. I can't say it was amazing, but like Mm -hmm. there is something about the nostalgia that I I liked.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think because I didn't have a terrible experience or the best experience, high school was just like whatever. Mm -hmm. I think my experience was just very middle of the road. Does that mean you would not relive it? I think I would just so I could do it you know just to say I did it and I was given that second chance but Mm -hmm. I don't know if I necessarily would have done anything super differently but maybe just that's fair I don't think I would do anything differently yeah I think it's more like an appreciation slash nostalgia thing it's like Mm -hmm. oh maybe I would have taken these smaller experiences and just, like, held on to them a little bit more and appreciated youth a little bit more and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think I would have, like, applied to different colleges or whatever. I think, like, that – I don't know if I would change that. Yeah. I, like – yeah, exactly.
1: Like, I don't know if I would have, like, signed up for the drama club or, like, try to be more daring. I think I would have just wanted to, like, relive it knowing, like, oh, I didn't have to worry about all this when I was that age. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's
1: so much – else out there that's that occupies your time and attention
0: which is interesting because my other theme that I took away which I was inspired by Josie's speech after or at prom after she confesses her real identity she says this whole thing how there's a whole world beyond high school and just because you are the biggest nerd in high school doesn't mean you'll be the biggest nerd after high school and how we all become different people and I don't know for some reason that stuck with me. It's like maybe when I was at that age, when I saw this movie, I thought that who you are in high school defines who you are, and mm. it definitely doesn't, or I don't think it does at least. Maybe it does in some way because it's your experience you had in the past. But don't think I thought about who I would be as a person. I think when you're in high school, you maybe think about, oh, I want to have this job or this career or raise a family and get married but it's never about like oh maybe I don't know maybe a little bit it made me become a little bit more Mm self-reflective if that makes any sense
1: yeah
0: high school man (laughs) it feels so long ago if I'm I'm honest yeah it does it's kind of scary so this movie came out 22 years ago Viv which is upsetting (laughs) (laughs) you never went to any of the reunions right for high school no i don't know if i want to to be honest with you or need to yeah if i had a
1: different this is going to sound weird but if i had a different like set of friends or if like i was more involved in like student body council and Mm. kept in touch then i can see myself maybe wanting to to visit but i i wasn't involved in any of those things
0: so you're saying if i was like viv we gotta go back to our high school reunion (laughs) And I gave you, like, a bunch of really good reasons, you might be swayed to go back to our reunion? If we were, like, going back to our 10-year? Yeah. Well, I guess it'd be our 20-year at this point.
1: Um, no, probably not.
0: Yeah. Like, I feel like I
1: existed very much on the periphery Mm -hmm. of high school. Like, I chose the friends I chose. You know, I only joined certain clubs because I wanted to get into, like, good colleges. Like, I was very... I picked and I chose what I wanted to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if I had more hobbies, like if I was more involved in like school clubs and yeah, that sort of thing, I might feel like, yeah, I want to see what people are up to. But like, you know, we've kept in touch all these years and I think we've kept in touch with the people that we care about. And mm-hmm. I think mean, that's the most meaningful to me is like I have kind of grown up with the people that I wanted to stay in my life.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And also with the advent of like Facebook, you kind of don't need to reconnect in a certain way because (laughs) people are putting their lives all in the open for people to see. You're like, okay, well, I'm not really missing much or there's a reason why I'm not friends with these people or, you know, you kind of start coming up with these excuses, I guess. But
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah, there's a reason why I have remained friends with the friends I have and it's because I like them and I love them. And I don't mm-hmm. need to put myself in, you know, awkward situations and yeah. feel forced. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but maybe if I had like, I don't know, lived my glory days in high school, to your point, like I was star of the football team or right. something, then yeah, maybe a reunion would be fun to Would be to go more, to. yeah. So let's talk favorite scenes here. Do you have one you like to share? I do. I have several. Oh, awesome.
1: Tell me. Not in any particular order, but the Ferris wheel scene when they're at the carnival, and I think it's like a fundraiser for the high school senior prom. Mm -hmm. And Josie goes alone, and she ends up being like put in the same little cart with Sam. They have that conversation about, does does he talk about his girlfriend?
0: Yeah, yeah. And like how
1: things have become complicated and he's like oh well I can tell you when you're my age guys would be lying around the block for you and she's you know she says something like you have to say that because you're my teacher and it's just it's very innocent but it's like you sort of like just want to step into her shoes because it's just so it's so adorable Hmm. yeah you know I think what starts to unfold between Josie and Sam kind of becomes realized in that scene of like okay like they're kind of flirting like he says something that he maybe shouldn't have said but it's not like i don't think it's harmful mm.
0: there is a wholesomeness to this conversation and i think it's because they're being so vulnerable with each other mm-hmm. like she's admits, she's like it's nice to have someone to talk to like she doesn't really have friends everyone yeah. teases her
1: and her her nerdy friend is
0: sort of like
1: seen through her at that point right she's like yeah All right, you don't have to sit with us then
0: yeah i think she's trying to get in on the on the popular group so she's hurt. yeah the nerdy friends feelings and meanwhile sam for some reason feels bold and vulnerable enough to share his own relationship problems with josie which is you know definitely inappropriate however again it's not gross in my mm-hmm. opinion but yeah it's it's a really oddly sweet scene yeah that scene
1: I I love, and then there's a scene at the beginning when Josie is describing to her coworkers. It's Molly Shannon and John C. Riley. No, it's not Gus. It's the other. She's a black female character. She's oh, Octavia. Yeah, yes, Octavia Spencer. Yeah, she's like describing what it must feel like to fall, either like to fall in love or to have a first kiss. Mm. And, like, you can tell she just kind of, like, loses herself and, like, is describing the moment in detail. And, like, Molly Shannon and Octavius are kind of, like, drawn in. And Mm. you just sort of, like, believe it for a second. Anyways, it's a very, like, Drew Barrymore delivery of Mm -hmm. how she's describing it. But I I like that very specific scene.
0: Mm. And
1: then um, the scene that always – when I watched it this recent time, I was, like, guffawing out loud. But Molly Shannon (laughs) giving that sex (laughs) – The sex head
0: class. (laughs) Oh my
1: gosh. There's so so many good parts in this
0: movie. And that is definitely like (laughs) so good. When she's like, any questions? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she shares how she lost her virginity. It's like, we're not here for (laughs) that. We want to be taught about sex (laughs) head. So good. Molly Shannon. Yeah. Side note, I forgot to mention how many amazing people are in this movie. And like before they became super famous, Octavia Spencer is one of them. Yeah. Jessica John Alba is one of the oh, yeah. ma- mean girls, John C. Riley, mm-hmm. James Franco, which one of my trivia points is I that forgot this is his- about that. Yeah, this is his first film ever, apparently. Oh, wow. And Marley Shelton's in this movie too. Wait, who's that? She's one of the other mean girls. She was the blonde. Oh, okay. I don't think I've seen her in that many other things, but I know that she did quite a few movies after this as well. Yeah, and David Arquette is Rob. So stacked, very stacked cast. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite scenes, I mean, it's just a really, really great scene and forever like this image is in my head, is just the first day of school for Josie. She just shows up to school with this ridiculous outfit, all white, wearing the feather boa and like this terrible hair and makeup. I don't know why, but it really kind of paints this really good picture of Josie and how desperate she's trying to fit in and she's just failing so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just so awkward she like runs really strange down the hall to get to her first <laughs> class and she does this thing with her face like she she bites her lip all the time she has this mm, really I can say that dorky nerdy facial expression a plus Drew Barrymore she's just so good at playing <laughs> these really goofy characters the other favorite scene I love is the club when Josie gets high by accident she does that ridiculous dance on stage but then mm-hmm. my favorite part of it is that she eats the whole pie afterwards and she's on the phone <laughs> with rob and she's like someone ate my whole pie how did that happen i don't know why that always just makes me laugh out loud yeah i remember <laughs> that used to be one of your
1: favorite scenes when we would watch it like back in the day yeah
0: yeah it still it still is it's just so endearing she doesn't know what's going... She doesn't even know she's high, you know? So that's, mm-hmm. I think, part of the wholesomeness to to Josie.
1: Mm-hmm. It's from
0: the brownie, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the Rastafarians give her... A- yeah, 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 yeah. I think they-, they explain the brownie. He's like, there's vitamin A, vitamin D, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> vitamin T, H, and C. And she like, does not get it.
1: <laughs> I love the commentary by... Um- the black guy that like is hooked up to her security like yes. detail like, George. Her camera, mm-hmm. yeah, and he's like, no, no, like he knows what's going on,
0: yeah. But she's just so oblivious, yeah, no clue, no clue. Other iconic scenes and lines that I thought that I definitely had to mention is, I'm not Josie Grossy anymore. <laughs> she like belts it out, right? Yeah,
1: like, in the living room with Rob. <laughs> and she like feels it she's like oh
0: yeah i felt feels good yeah and i personally really like the scene when josie meets guy in the cafeteria for the first time i had to google the lines that she says it's just so cringeworthy and awkward oh yeah he says hi i'm guy she goes yes you are a guy quite a guy oh my hey that rhymes yikes (laughs) bikes (laughs) Oh, oh, Josie. Man.
1: <laughs> and she has doesn't she have this look of like, I wanna die? Yes. Like she knows that was bad.
0: She just can't take herself out of that hole anymore. <laughs> then she runs away.
1: And then doesn't he say something like, Is she in special ed or something?
0: Yes. He's like, but are you? You're, are you in special ed? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh, Josie grossy! I know. She's the best. Um, There's just one other line. I mentioned the word Rufus, which Guy and his Mm -hmm. group kind of try to make popular. But the girls, once Josie has crossed over into the group, they're like, Guy is crunching on you. Josie's like, do I want to be crunched? And they're like, yeah, by Guy, absolutely. Never heard that word used any other way. Mm. Just throwing that out there. Just like Rufus. Just like Fetch crunching. That was a subtle one. Yeah. Weird. He's totally crunching. Actually, I don't even think I caught that until now. He's. <laughs> it's when Guy's, like, playing the guitar, and he's, like... On the bleachers, right? Yeah, on the bleachers. Yep. Crush- it's not crushing? No, it's crunching. Yeah. That's I watch it with the uh, <laughs> subtitles on. Oh, I love it. So, I have a really short WTF moment list here. So, the plot holes yeah. in the most unrealistic moments. Well, this movie is, I'm sure, ridden with WTS. I only, like, caught a few. I don't love that prom became a costume party. I thought that was kind of weird. You do? Yeah. Like, prom, I thought, like, the whole idea, I mean. I actually really liked the idea. I think the really? idea. I think the idea, well,
1: I I like themed parties. I think you can get really fun and get really, like, get really into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think if we had one for our
0: prom, I'd be into it. Interesting. I think I would have thought or felt really anxious about it, because I'm not really big into dressing up for Halloween or anything like that. Yeah, it kind of puts the pressure on. It's a lot of pressure, and, like, you have to go as a couple, I guess. Th-
1: oh, that's true. That's true. You can't go sta- – I mean, you could.
0: You could. Like, the, the nerdy kids went as DNA. Yeah. Which, you know – Sure <laughs> works, I guess, but not sure. a traditional couple type situation. Yeah. Um. I guess I don't know. You're right. It does alienate people that go alone. But I don't know. I
1: thought the couples in history, mm-hmm. like, were like famous couples, was actually kind of clever.
0: It is incredibly cl- clever. It's very creative, and I love how the Mean Girls mm-hmm. came as um different oh, Barbies. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. so funny so on point for them but in addition to prom sam asking josie to dance at prom <laughs> wtf like might as well just like i don't know wave a red flag in front of everyone <laughs> of being like hi i like this girl yeah that was <laughs> so inappropriate that was that was weird it already was weird that they
1: were put in the same like ferris wheel cart right yeah that is
0: that was a weird scene um what are some of your moments
1: So when Rob enrolls in high school.
0: Yes. Like wrote that down also.
1: (laughs) First of all, can you enroll yourself in high school? Like when he went, when he went to prom and he was nominated as one of the um, prom Kings, I think. Yeah. I don't know if he just forgot to include his last name, but they're like, (laughs) Rob, he didn't have a last name. And yep, yep. I'm like, Oh, did he just put down Rob as like his first name? And he's like, such a goofball. You're like, probably.
0: Like, how do you even get enrolled in school if you don't provide a last name? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if that's how easy it was to enroll in high school, we'd be having major problems. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. WTF for sure. Absolutely. I wrote that one down too. But speaking of Rob, it's not necessarily a WTF moment, but it's incredibly cringy. Is the whole rob and the gymnast i think her name was tracy in this movie i mean it's never really gross but like you know they definitely acknowledge how inappropriate it is but just wanted to double down on how inappropriate it actually is yeah (laughs) but to rob's credit he does handle the situation with maturity she's like i want to be your first or i want you to be my first and he's like uh yeah let's just like dance and have fun and you know yeah yeah, and they don't have any kind of like innuendo scenes. Right. They don't even kiss, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I know. Which don't
0: is good. I think yeah.
1: they're shown. Yeah. She likes like, like touchy feely, but that's, I think that's about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they don't show them like going into a bedroom and closing the door. But so yeah. Right, right. I, I thought that was more like cringy, comedic. Mm hmm. And
0: do they ever talk about if Rob is older or younger than. He's younger, so I caught okay. that he's 23, so I oh, think he's okay. just, just a few years younger than Josie. So, moving on to the ending here, what are your thoughts?
1: I was happy with the ending. I also couldn't picture it happening, like, any other way. It was, yeah, like, there's so much momentum built up around, like, you know, she had basically, like, thrown her last shot and was, like... This was the one assignment I wanted. I did not deliver on the you know the story that my boss wanted to hear, mm-hmm. and in the process, I fell in love with somebody, and I hurt them in a really horrible way and I don't know like i I thought it was cute. it was just nicely executed. had he not shown up, I think that would have been <laughs> obviously like it wouldn't it would never that would never would have happened, but right, I don't know, it was cute. it was really hyped up, and everyone like even like the mean girls were there cheering her on and yeah when the countdown ended they were like that is so wrong like they i think acknowledge that like okay like she's she's out in the open now like she's not who she says she is and yeah anyways i was happy with the ending
0: do you think it was expected though you know it's hard for me to say because i've similar to you have seen this movie so many times yeah i don't know i i think The fact that he doesn't show up after five minutes, you're like, oh no, does he really not show up? And then like an extra minute later, he shows up. So I kind of like that it wasn't so easy that he came Mm -hmm. to kiss her, but we're kind of left is he, isn't he? But it's pretty clear that he will come, but maybe not so obvious when he'll get there, I guess. So I have a question. I
1: remember watching this with my mom. This was years ago. And she she was, like, dissecting the ending for me. She was, like... Love it. You know when he comes down and they kiss and he's, like... He says something like, I'm sorry, it took me a while to get here. Uh-huh. Um, and she says, like, I know what you mean or something. Yeah. Do you think he was, like, kind of flip-flopping between not coming? Like, he, like, thought oh. long and hard. I'm, like, yeah, it took me a while to get here
0: because... It wasn't as easy as like, yes, I read the article. Let me come Mm. down. Interesting. I hadn't thought of that before, but maybe. Mm. I think what she did was pretty crappy. If I were Sam, I'd be pissed as hell. So yeah, yeah, maybe he did entertain the idea of not coming. Also, do we ever know where he was moving to? No. So that's actually one of my things is that like, he was going to move to New York to be with his girlfriend. But then Mm -hmm. he mentions that he and the girlfriend broke up. Right. So, yeah, where is he moving to? Maybe he's just moving apartments within the same town. Right. But, yeah, that that was kind of a, wait, why is he moving that I did question myself.
1: Yeah, I found myself wanting to know even more at the end.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's a really good question, because if he were to be moving to a totally different city, yeah, how does Josie play into that now, I guess?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, was he that hurt and upset that he was like, I'm going to apply to a different job in a different city. I need, just need a brand new start. Or right. was he just like, I'm just moving
0: down the street. Right. Wait, so what do you think about was Sam going to come or not? Like, was he always going to come? So I, I think when
1: my mom was like, no, she like my mom was trying to convince me that like he thought about it. Like he, he did contemplate not coming. Mm. And I, at the time, I thought my mom was overthinking it. I was like, "Mom, no, like he's just, <laughs> you know, he was running late." Yeah,
0: <laughs> he's, I he's got stuck in traffic.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to overthink it. I think he just, I mean, if, especially if you're moving, like that's the last thing to cross your and like for him to like, you know, he's like wrapping up like bowls with newspaper, and like you, you can see like the next page is the um the story that she wrote about him. Yeah, I think I think he was going to come. I think it's a no-brainer. I think he was going to come. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think in the world of the rom-com, it, he's definitely coming. Yeah. But as an adult, you're like, was he, though? Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Good question, Mom. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Yeah, I like the ending. It's so over the top. It's yeah. like, the grand gesture is so dramatic, but it's quite perfect for what this movie is. And then, obviously, we mentioned the Beach Boy song playing in the background really is kind of... The cherry on top. I enjoyed it. Me too. We talked a lot about relatability of re- relatability and likability, but um, do you have anything to add here with the character of Josie or any anybody else in this movie? I mean, I think I have a very personal relationship with
1: Drew Barrymore, but I don't think she's like, and I may be party of one. I don't know if she's like universally liked. Oh, interesting. I mean, do you? I mean, I know I I love her, but I know she's been made fun of for like the way she has a very like distinct way of talking in her movies.
0: Yeah, like she kind of talks with like a, out of the corner of her mouth. Yeah. Well, so you know, Drew Barrymore has this. She has her own talk show now. I think I
1: saw that when you shared. Never been yeah. kissed recently. Celebrated like what? How many?
0: How many years? Twenty-two. Yeah. Tw- it was. It was a weird. It's not like a. 30 or 20 year kind of thing it was 22 years but I do think that Drew Barrymore is quite well liked and like I follow her on social media and I think she resonates with a lot of people because she's so open and so I don't know how much you know about Drew Barrymore's like life history but she's gone through a lot of shit I know she went through a lot as a kid like as a as a young adult yeah, like, she was in rehab before she was even a teenager. Like, she's gone through a lot of life hardship. Oh, wow. So I feel like to kind of come on the other side to be as normal as she is, I think that's why mm-hmm. a lot of people find her incredibly likable. Like, her life has not been easy. Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting take on Drew Barrymore. I mean, I love her. I love her, too. She's She has kids now, right? Yeah, she's got two kids. I need to follow her on social. I feel like a bad Drew Barrymore fan. <laughs> Is this your favorite Drew Barrymore movie? Mm. So I'll just name a few for you in like this era of Drew Barrymore. So she does The Wedding Singer, Fifty First Dates, Fever Pitch, Music and Lyrics, Ever After. Like, I think those were like her big rom-coms. And He's Just Not That Into You, which I wouldn't... It's an ensemble movie. She's not the lead in that. Wait, He's Just Not That Into You? She's in that? yeah
1: oh he's just not that into you okay okay um i did not like that movie but anyways i think never been kissed wedding singer 51st date (laughs) so i have three Uh (laughs) uh-huh those three
0: (laughs) got it yeah i think out of like the movies i just listed i think this is my favorite i mean i love the wedding singer as well i think she's so good in that but uh it's more of a her and adam sandler kind of chemistry vibe yeah so, I kind of struggled with answering this question, but do you think Josie and Sam stay together? I I think their personalities mesh
1: well. He's an academic. She's very cerebral. They, like, have really great banter. But I think the question I had in my head was, like, where is he moving to? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's possible... I mean, whether they like get married and settle down and have kids and all that is something else. But I, I have, right. I put that down as a, as a maybe. But I, I felt like their, I felt like their chemistry on screen was really natural, mm-hmm. and I felt like it wasn't like you know how some people are casted and you're like, I don't feel it. You don't even like sense
0: the chemistry between them. But
1: yeah, I think it's, I think I can see them being together. What about you? What do you think?
0: I actually wrote down I wasn't sure. Josie kind of duping Sam is kind of hard to overcome that, I think. But at the Mm. same time, how can you stay mad at Josie? Like her intentions were so pure, I think. Like she really wanted to get this shot as a reporter and like this just kind of happened. And she fought Gus on this. It was like, he's not a story. But to your point, they just seem to be very equal in terms of their intellectual interests. And he seems to really encourage her in her writing and her passion so, yeah, I think that there's like a level, uh, an equal level of respect. So, I think in that sense, they make it. But mm-hmm. to your point, do they get married and have kids and settle down? I don't know. But I would yeah. like to think that they have a future together for sure. And then, my other question about if the characters stay together are Anita and Gus, because at the end, they <laughs> oh, <yeah>. make out. <laughs> That's such a
1: funny pairing. There's a couple of people that her coworkers that are um, quirky, but a yeah. funny
0: bunch. <laughs> yes, definitely quirky. I, I kind of like Anita and Gus together. Just opposites yeah, me attract. too. Me it too. just seems appropriate.
1: He's just such a funny character. I think it's his voice that makes me chuckle.
0: Mm, yeah, I, I, I like him. They work well together for me. So one of my questions for you here is that in the movie, Josie, you know, she's trying to get back into high school and wonder what kids today are like. And she asks, all these teenagers that she meets on the first day, what are your hopes and your dreams? You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So let's say if I asked you, Vivian, at 17 years old, what are your hopes and dreams? What do you think you would have said?
1: Oh man. I think <laughs> at 17, I know I really loved history. And I think I toyed around with the idea of being a teacher I probably wanted to travel a lot at the time, so I probably would have wanted to travel to a different country, and I think I was really um, inspired by my teachers in high school, like my history teachers in high school. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, I felt like all of them were phenomenal. I thought they were all, like, really grounded, really great people and made the topic really interesting I can't remember though if I if that was like a high school inspiration
0: or if that was more of like a college. Hmm. I remember you always having an affinity for history, but I didn't know that you felt inspired by your teachers. I did.
1: Did we have the same senior year high school? Did you take
0: history AP? I did, but I'm blanking okay. on who my teacher was. Yeah, I I didn't
1: last, so I dropped out of AP. I just took regular history, but that guy, I think his name is
0: Mister. Carden. Okay. The name rings the bell, I think. He was really, really good. I remember there was a history teacher that everyone liked. Was it a guy? I think it was him because I think he yeah. was younger. He was younger, yeah. but he seemed to have fun with what he was teaching. Yeah. I don't know why I have that really specific memory and I never even had him. I think I was envious because I had like the most dry teachers.
1: Yeah. He was great. He was like very... Like, just a natural, like, historian. He had, like, all these, like, newspaper clippings on the wall of just, like, events from throughout time. He just, he made history really fun to
0: learn. And I was like, oh, I want to do that one day. Hmm. I love that. I didn't know that part about that story. Yeah. Yeah, if someone were to have asked me when I was 17 what my hopes and dreams were, do you know what I would have said, Viv? Does it start with an O? It does. (laughs) oh i love that yes i wanted i wanted to be oprah i (laughs) held on to this dream for so long that i wanted to be the first asian american daytime talk show host and become a billionaire a self made billionaire that was what i strived for and wanted to be when i was at that age i love that i still love her oprah you're the best she has been wildly successful Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I grew up watching her show every day after school. Yeah, she was a really, really big part of my youth. And I really, really looked up to her. And I I mean, I still do. I just I don't follow her as closely as I used to. Yeah. But I mean, what's not to admire about Oprah? She's amazing. I would follow her probably anywhere. (laughs) If if (laughs) if, uh, if I could. Um, So we've talked a lot about our love for Drew Barrymore and this movie. Do you have any other ideas of why this movie is popular or beloved? I think,
1: you know, you mentioned the host of characters. It's got a lot of big name people and they've all done, you know, incredible things. I think there's a little bit of that. Like Molly Shannon, didn't she have a rom-com of her own um, a few years later? And John C. Riley has, I feel like he's done more like animated work
0: yeah I think everyone was has become famous in their own right to your in point. their own
1: way yeah I don't know I think this movie is popular but I do think it resonates more with people that grew up watching it like people like us yeah that watched it in the 90s yeah
0: I mean besides the fact that Drew Barrymore is so lovable I think the whole idea of an awkward high school experience is so relatable as well And I think not every teenager is so comfortable in their own skin. So it's this idea of, yeah, what if I could go back to high school? Or, oh, high school was the worst. Or, you know, just Mm -hmm. everyone has high school experiences. And I think that this is a touch point for a lot of people. But yeah, it's, it's also important to you and me because we saw this at a very formative age. Yeah. We talked a lot about also how this movie is inappropriate in many ways. So the question, if this movie's aged well, or if this movie were to be made today, what do you think about this?
1: I don't, I don't know if I, like they did a really good job of not making it very serious at all throughout the movie. And so I think you never, you never sort of ask yourself like, oh my gosh, like that's such a taboo topic. Are they really going to try to introduce a teacher to it? Like, I think if it was done today that idea might just be scrapped entirely just because I mm-hmm. feel like people are so hypersensitive now too. Right. Like almost to a point, I mean, I I understand it is taboo, but like there's a way, like the, the way that it's done in this, you know, in the nineties was really lighthearted and whether it was taboo or not, I think they were able, they did a really good job of like balancing that.
0: Right. Yeah. I was going to say the tone of the movie is really good. Like they really balanced it really well where, again, we don't feel icky. Like I think we're meant to like be like, oh yeah, this is inappropriate, but it doesn't feel gross. Mm -hmm. And again, the characters are so likable that we're like, we want them to be happy. Yeah. But I think to your point, like I don't think this movie gets made at all today because of the climate that we're in.
1: Yeah. Like Drew Barrymore is like, what what would be the equivalent of Drew Barrymore today? I think every female celebrity is like so sexualized.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Really good point. I have no idea. And like Drew Barrymore is kind of like this special person because she is so goofy and she's not like this sexualized character in a lot of her movies. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I think, like, even though this movie has its problems, it's probably a good thing that we got this movie 20 plus years ago. Like, this stuff, it just would not be made today, I don't think.
1: Yeah. I think that's actually a really good point, is that it carries on a whole different meaning today.
0: Yeah. I I don't know why I wrote this down, but I thought that, like, if this movie were to be made today, like, the Mean Girls would be, like, made famous on TikTok or something. I think because (laughs) they did that really random dance scene at the club with the reggae Uh band and they're just like doing little hip gyrations and stuff like that I don't know I was like oh that could be totally made into a random TikTok video
1: yeah like their names
0: alone made (laughs) me chuckle oh what a nice random touch yeah
1: Kirsten Kirsten and Gibby
0: yes (laughs) I love that it's Kirsten and Kirsten like it's I know it's it's great it's good there's Humor and even the smallest things like that. Yeah. All right, so I have some trivia here. So Lily Sobieski, who plays the nerdy friend, was originally offered the role of Kristen, one of the Mean Girls, but she wanted to play Aldis because she thought she was more interesting. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, yeah, Lily Sobieski, you mentioned she was in like other movies. I think there was this one movie she was in with Chris Klein. I think it's called yes. like, Here on Earth. Was I, yeah, yes. that was like a drama movie, right? It was kind of like a. There was a dark
1: part that I vividly remember.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I looked her up really briefly before our conversation, and she's not acting anymore. I remember she was really big at this time in in Hollywood. Yeah, and Chris Klein also blew up like. Yeah. Right around that. Right around that yeah, time. Exactly. This is Drew Barrymore's first film for her own production company called Flower Films. Her co-producer is jimmy fallon's wife oh didn't know that yeah jimmy fallon and his wife met through drew barrymore i think actually so Hmm. they're really they're really cute together i've seen some interviews of the three of them um michael vartin is a skilled hockey player in real life and so they added that part to his character in the script so this is a really random one an actor named andrew wilson is in this movie He is the security guard at the school where he like takes her nail file. Okay. Fun fact is that he is the brother of Luke Wilson and Owen Wilson.
1: I didn't know they had a brother, a third brother. Yeah. They don't look look anything alike to me. They don't look anything alike. Yeah.
0: And despite taking place in Chicago, this movie was filmed mostly in LA. There are some outdoor shots that took place in Chicago and my final point is I shared this video with you which you mentioned earlier is that Drew Moore did a reunion with some of the cast on her talk show recently and Michael Vartan <laughs> confessed that he got excited when they were filming the final kiss scene. I was like, "Whoa, that's a pretty bold confession." I know.
1: I I thought that was so funny. It actually I saw it got reposted on like a couple of accounts that I follow on Instagram.
0: Oh, yeah, that just goes to show like how how yeah. much this movie means to people. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I thought that was I... so funny. Yeah. <laughs> he was so bashful when he
1: admitted it, too. Don't you feel like he's kind of got like a bashful demeanor?
0: Yeah, I I get that. Like I like that he's kind of uh he seems like a kind person. Yeah. Like
1: he seems like he kind of played Sam Colt. He played himself.
0: Yeah i see that but i think we can wrap it up viv this has been a really fun conversation i love going down memory lane with you do you have any last takes or anything to add no i think
1: i still i'm like gonna give it a 7.5 i know i gave it a 7 at the beginning okay yeah i think this movie like actually at the inception of your podcast idea i was like I definitely want to talk about this movie with you. So thanks again for having me. This was really awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm actually, I was, you know, as I was preparing for a conversation, I was like, it's taken us a long time to get here, actually. It has. I'm surprised that this wasn't like one of the first movies we did. But I love that we finally got to talk about it. Yeah, it's still a really sweet movie, I think, even with all its problems. (laughs) I guess if you haven't revisited this movie... Definitely do it. It's on Hulu. It sometimes is played on TV and like, I think it's always on a random streaming service, but highly recommend a proper rewatch of this movie. Well, thanks so much, Viv. We'll talk again soon. Yeah. Thanks again for having me, Michelle. Of course. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Romcom Weekly. Please follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of Never Been Kissed. What would you rate this movie on a scale from one to 10? And we'll chat with you again next week. Bye. Bye.